Hello and welcome to the Bailey and Harding Ultrasound System. I'm Anna Harding. And I am the Countess of Crackville. What? <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't given up on this yet. The Countess of Crackville. Crack? Like bum crack? Like the all the hard drugs? No, like bum crack. Oh. I don't know. I couldn't think of it. I couldn't. I was like, what could my title be? And I know I'm feeling very creative. Oh. So that's what I've come up with. Right. Um, but uh, I imagine Crackville to be a bit like, you know, this is the, the castle in Edward Scissorhands. Yes. Like that. <laughs> so we're spelling crack, C-R-A-I-C. Crack. Now that's not fun, isn't it? That's like the Countess of Fun. Yeah. No. Oh, oh, okay. Right, I'm I'm misunderstanding. I need I need you to think go and watch Edward Scissorhands and look at that yeah. castle. It's not yeah. it's not I had a crack. That's a terrible Irish accent. I'm sorry if I've offended anyone. <laughs> One minute in. Oh dear, this is episode thirteen. Well that explains everything, doesn't it? Unlucky. Unlucky listener. Thirteen. <laughs> you don't believe in that shit though, do you? No. No. What do I? No, I don't think I do. If you're listening to this and you're out on a run and something really bad happens, like you are smited by a crack of lightning, mm, not crack of lightning, uh, then let us know. Or a, or, a, or a triathlete tries to talk to you at the coffee shop. <laughs> something like that. We need to stop bashing triathletes, by the way. We're not. We're just <laughs> saying facts. Okay. <laughs> I like triathletes. I do. Said no one ever. Oh! <laughs> no, listen, it's just... Listen, I... Prove me wrong. If there are triathletes listening to this who have got some interesting stories and are fun people, then do get in touch. But the majority of people, triathletes I've met, maybe like... I was going to say 99% of them. The only one I've met that I like is my physio. And I have to be nice to him because he's my physio. Why is it that all physios are triathletes? My physio is a triathlete too. She absolutely beasted my calves this week. Ugh. Because... I don't know. That's that's really interesting, actually, because my physio is a triathlete, and then the one before that was a triathlete as well. Yeah. They're little tiny people with very pointy fingers. Yeah. Uh, I guess they'll literally do anything to not have to do triathlons. So they're they're all physios. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they've been sent by the gods of triathlon to kill all the ultra runners. So really, they're just making it worse. Oh my god! They're just making us worse. Maybe, maybe. Hey, Ali. I, uh, no. I'm going to take a leaf out of your book. So you know how you're all about like reframing stuff and it's like, it's all in your mind, blah, blah, blah. So yes, I am. Uh, I can't do it to myself, no. but I'm really good at doing it with other people. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll come on to that in a bit. Um, so 13, unlucky for some, let's reframe that. 13 is also Baker's dozen, which means you get an extra donut. Is it? Yeah. Baker's dozen. Why do the bacons, bacons, why do the bakers have, <laughs> An extra one. 13. I think they probably make 13 just in case one like goes tits and then they're like, well, I've still got 12, so that's fine. Yeah, that's that's good. It. I'm trying to think of other 13s that are, that are lucky. Mm, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we'll let you know if anything, I'll let you know if anything awful happens during this recording. I'm pretty sure something awful will probably happen somewhere in the world. Oh, mm. aren't I fun today? Oh, Ali, let's, should we do win, grim, get in the bin? Yeah. So I think maybe you just need to get in the bin at the moment, mm-hmm. don't you? A minute. Yeah. I'm crawling around in it, nestling oh. about in pieces of bin juice. Oh, bin juice. That's the worst. Yeah. So, um, um, listen, right. You, you, know song, you know the song Footloose? This is a win. Uh, yeah. Instead of Footloose, every time you <laughs> empty the bin, sing. Bin, bin juice. juice, bin juice, lovely, lovely, smelly bin juice. 
<laughs> and it will just make the bin juice much easier to deal with. Yeah, that's a win. Is that your win of this week? Yes. <laughs> Has it really been that bad? Yes. I was empty oh, the bin my. and bin juice went on my foot. So I just stood there with pickle and I went, pickle, a bin juice, a bin juice. <laughs> uh, no, my win. Uh, what was my win? Um, do, 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 do. Searchy, searchy, searchy. Oh, I did go to. I did. I did have really a really nice time in Cornwall. Last time I spoke to you, I was in Cornwall, and I did some very yes. nice coast path running. And do you know what? I've run that coast path quite a lot, quite a lot in my life. But it was actually a lot easier, and it was not howling with rain, and it was not uh, howling with rain, howling with rain, and throwing it down with wind. It was. Um, <laughs> it was summer, but it was actually there was one day that was really cold and gross. That was the day that I did the the badlands that was just a yeah. bit shit really like really crashy waves very very gray very rainy oh, i had a great time good i just want to live there this is a public service announcement is there anybody who's got an aging male relative who wishes for some company and lives in the southwest coast park please do let me know because this time i'm marrying for money right you've you have been watching the sixth commandment haven't you i've just finished it you mentioned it on the pod the other week my god Ooh. i'm not sixth commandmenting someone you want to find an aging man so that you can move into <laughs> his house if you haven't seen sixth commandment that's exactly what happens oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i haven't thought i'm for that <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah that's why i went i had a nice week running i've kind of like I've, i found my love for running again i just but then i feel all sad that i just can't do it all the time um, I just can't be free, like sort of like some sort of Wuthering Heights character running around the Southwest Coast Park all the time because we've got lives and we've got to work to live. Yeah, because we have to have yeah. jobs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But you know, yeah, it was great. Adulting is is hard, very hard. It is, but it's it's really nice when you feel like you've lost your mojo a little bit, and then you go and do stuff like that where you're like, oh, actually, I love this. Yeah, no, that's great. Good. So do you love it? What, what's your win? God, this is a really depressing episode, isn't it? I hate to use that word. We need some sad music. I oh, know. Just leaving a little gap so I can put some sad music in. Um, look, I'm all right. I'm all right. And the training block of joy is still joyful. And I'm, I've, I've approached this week with a new vigour. Last week was an absolute write-off. Was it? Yeah, yeah. I failed. No, I didn't fail. Come on, let's really frame it. No, you only fail. You only fail when you stop trying. Exactly. Still trying. Still trying. I'm trying very, very hard. So I've got six whole weeks left. I'm on week 10 this week. Oh my God, how fast has that gone? It's disgustingly fast. I'll tell you how to make a, a training a training block go fast, Lister. Start podcasts. Because uh, then suddenly you realise that the weeks of your life are ripping past at quite a speed. Quite indeed. So, uh, yeah, last week, uh, I think I only got out... I got out on two runs. One was quite short. The other was supposed to be quite long. And again, listener, I cut my long run short okay we don't want this to become a habit do we we don't however um just as a little caveat that was a very ouchy cut short long run um so i went and saw the physio and as i mentioned before it's like a good hair day when you wake up you've got a good hair day but you're going to go and get your hair cut and you're like so i woke up I, I, last time i spoke to you i was going to the physio that day so i went to mm -hmm. see her and I was like, yeah, I've got this pain in my hamstring and it's just really annoying. But I've been up in the lakes and it's been absolutely fine since the ouchie long run. Uh, I've done loads more running, loads more hiking, loads more elevation and it feels good. 
And so she was like, right, let's have a little look. So she had a go on my hamstring. She was like, man, it feels fine. Had a go on my calves. She was like, they feel tight. I like this. I had, she had a go on. Like she put yeah. them on. She put your hammies on and ran around the block and went, oh, I don't know if it's fine. And then she put your calves on and was like, oh no, these don't fit me very well. They need to be addressed. <laughs> like some sort of good to Von Hagen physio. <laughs> That's awesome. not what she did. When I mean have a go, I mean she went to town on rubbing okay. those bad boys down. So, and they felt great afterwards, but then literally like the next day, that little hammy pain was back again. I was like, what's going on? So I went out to go and do my long run on Sunday and I knew that it felt ouchy before I even started, which is never a good sign, but I was like, sod it, I'll do it. And I was flying on this long run. I was having the best time ever. I was really excited for the route. I was doing really well up until about 16 kilometers when old ouchy ouchy reared his ugly head. And I was like, no, just ignore it. Take a couple of painkillers, see how it goes. The painkillers did nothing. And when the painkillers do nothing, you know that there's something not quite right there. So I cut it at about 30k. Um, So I was still, you know, I still got a decent long run in, but this is this is annoying now um but i did have an epiphany Ooh. on my run oh i love the word epiphany is epiphany onomatopoeic no Epif- um onomatopoeic is like swoosh yeah but epiphany no. epiphanies don't make a noise um i i realized that actually when i went to the physio and i told her that my hamstring was sore that i'd done that before and i'd forgotten that the last time i went to physio because my hamstring was sore it was actually an issue with my back not my hamstring thought you're gonna say you showed her the wrong <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like when they go into surgery and they get a sharpie and they draw it on the right leg that needs to be cut off yeah. I hadn't and they're not yeah. joking because people do that no no it's definitely, yeah. the, it's definitely the left one I can't tell my left my right <laughs> brilliant <Is it> your- <laughs> oh exactly I don't know you look from up or down or round yeah um right <laughs> Am I right? Am I left? What? Um, so, yeah. So is it your? So is it something like your your nerve, like your sciatic? No, nerve? no. It's just like it's a lower back muscular pain that is basically it's a referred pain. So basically, I'm feeling it somewhere else in my body, but the issue is in my lower back because our posterior chain is all connected. And if you have an issue somewhere, chances are it's going to show up somewhere else. Very, very commonly, that happens with IT bands. So when you get knee pain as a runner, usually on the outside of your knee, it's normally not your knee that's causing it. It's tight IT bands. Mm. So I've got another physio appointment booked to go back and tell her, sorry, I forgot. It's my back. Um, So that's good. Like that is a win in a way, because I know that I'm learning from like past issues I am making sensible decisions so as not to kill myself. And then last night I went to the gym to do my gym session to start off week 10 in the right way and did some really nice stuff that was like really good for like stretching rather than killing my back. Um, Mm -hmm. And it does feel better today. So wins, 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 wins. We're managing it. We're moving on. Nothing's going to be perfect in training, especially over 16 weeks like that's. Mm -hmm four months mm-hmm. and the win is is i'm st- i'm still standing not not better mm-hmm. than i've ever been i'm a little bit worse than i was i've had to stop <laughs> uh myself from um florencing you on twice during this conversation sorry the first florence i was gonna do was 
there's a really good Spandau Ballet song called To Cut a Long Story Short, I Lost My Mind. And I was going to do a To Cut oh. a Long Run Short. Oh, I thought you were telling me that I was babbling on no. too long. To Cut a Long Run Short. <laughs> and then there was another one as well that you said, but I've forgotten what it is. But I was going to, okay. I, yeah. I had to stop myself from going, no, you get there in the background. Okay. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Um, just quickly on the training block of joy, you got six weeks uh, left, right? Yeah. So good. And okay. uh, and you've not really, like, I always say to my clients, if you can do 80% of this plan, then you've nailed it because yeah. 100% is like belt and braces. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I usually do about 90% of it. How much percentage do you reckon you've done of it to buy the book? Buy the book. I'm going to go with like 80 to 85. Nice. But but if over the next six weeks I then do 100, that will bring that percentage up because that's how maths works. Maths. Yeah, exactly. Like if, if like three or four people gave us a good review on Spotify, then that one bad review would just vanish. I know. Hey, um, you you asked for reviews on iTunes, and um, there are some really nice ones on there. But nobody's gone down the road of giving us reviews with fake names yet. Just a reminder. Well, we'll have to set, we'll we'll set a challenge <laughs> into this podcast. <laughs> okay, I just I'm just interested in like how you're feeling about it all. Like it's six weeks to go. That's not that long. Like how is how is your mental prep? Have you got any big any big questions looming like anything I can help you with anything the listeners can help you with well hey mandatory kit I was going through my mandatory kit the other day and had a look not a panic but I was like I don't know what that is I just don't know what that is I know who I'll do I'll message Ali because she knows what it is um so on the mandatory kit is like an insulated layer and I was like oh this is new this is a new this is a trend I was like what is an insulated layer I was like I've got a base layer i've got a waterproof i've got a windproof i've got a spare base layer what what's an insulated layer i was like ali is this a down jacket and you were like no do no. not get no. a down jacket no. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. That with an angry jack russell <laughs> with a sausage dog well this insulated layer business is actually quite a new thing uh and it is a safety thing and it is because people get stuck on hills and they put on their other jacket their other base layer or that they've already put it on so they don't have it and mm. actually it doesn't give them any protection from the elements if they're up there for three or four hours waiting for help so the insulated layer is basically one of those jackets that looks like a down jacket but isn't so it has like um the fiber polyester inside and there's another one that you bought prima, prima loft prima loft is also is a new one if you have a down one down gets wet it's made of feathers it gets wet it gets really heavy and it doesn't dry whereas prima loft doesn't hold on to water mm. and if it does get wet it dries quickly and then they had this on the dragon's back, and I so I had to buy myself one. I bought myself a child's montane one on uh, from Sports Direct. So I was like adult, fourteen year old child size. I was like, I'm only going to use it for this. It rolls down so little, and it and I used it. Yeah, I used it on the hill one day because it was so bloody cold. And you put it on underneath all your waterproofs. Mm. It's a game changer. And I think a lot of com- a lot of race companies are now like we're putting this in, but as a as a as a health and safety yeah. thing, as a insurance thing. And actually, if you can practice running around with it, and you just roll it up really little, don't yeah. you? And then you put it into a dry bag yeah. and you don't even notice that it's really light. Like the one you looked at getting the, my Innovate one, but and I love my Innovate one, but it's too heavy. Yeah. It's about 100 grams heavier than yours. Yeah. And I think Dragon's Back Mandatory Kit says it has to be 295 grams. Oh, that's it what can't mine be is. less than that. Mm. Yeah, it can't be less than that. Yeah. If it is less than that, it's not, it's not suitable. Mm. Um, And uh, my, don't tell anybody, but my Montane one is 200. 
80 grams. So I put a sachet of sugar in the pocket and rolled it up. So if they were going to weigh it a mandatory kit, then it would say it was the right weight. And guess what? Look, guess who checked my mandatory kit? Who? Guess who checked my mandatory kit at Dragon's Pack? Uh, of all the people in all the world. Stu Smith. Yes. <laughs> oh, Stu Smith. I was like, hello. I just poured it out on the table and he sort of looked at it and went, lovely. And I put it back in again. Um, so yeah, yeah, mandatory kit is there for a reason, everybody. Yes. And, and that reason, and you won't know you need to use it until you're using it. And believe me, there has been times where I've dragged waterproof trousers around summer ultras and been like, this is stupid until you hit a hill and suddenly there's a 50 mile an hour gale force wind and it's raining up there and you feel like you're going to get hypothermia. Yep. So exactly. waterproof trousers are there to keep you warm, not dry. Fact. Yep. Oh my God, they're so good at being like windproofs. But yeah, I um, my, the ones that I bought, just if anyone's interested, not an ad, uh, paid good money, my own good money for it. Uh, it's from Outkit, in fact. Outkit's my favourite outlet for outdoor gear because they are very reasonably priced and do very good kit. They also have really good in-store events like uh, talks and film viewings and all that sort of stuff. I really like Outkit and they do... Mm-hmm runs too they do like social runs yeah your local outkit will do a social run well you say your local outkit i thought they were only based online but when we went to the lake so i found the outkit shop in keswick um so i don't know how many shops they actually have i don't think there are very many they have a few you know do they outkits yeah yeah so yeah so that is what an insulated layer is so yeah the original question was how are you feeling you've got six weeks to go like i am at the prime six weeks to go where i'm like in organization mode the Lake District weekend really helped with like getting a feel for the course. Um, so I feel really confident in that side of things. And I just know that, well, I know that the long runs get longer now. Um, I quite like this week of training because it's it's voluminous, but broken down. So today I've got a 20K, then I've got 13Ks worth of intervals on Friday. I've got a 14K mm-hmm. easy. Because that's just like that's like the equivalent of just going out for a 5k when you're doing ultra training. And then my long run at the weekend is 24k. So it's all spread out this week. Um, which I 24k of magic <laughs> in the air. I couldn't resist it. <laughs> you're gonna be so, yeah. <laughs> I I think I just I want to get through this week. I'm gonna now take these six weeks each week at a time. Like I've I tried to do that. I can't wait for the taper weeks. Oh God, I'm so excited. <sighs> Them, there's only one. Rat attack. The rat attack. Rat attack. Here comes the rat. Um, one. That's fine yeah. by me. I'm excited yeah. about them. I'm excited about them. Yeah. Um, good. I'm glad you're feeling excited. I'm excited for you. I really am excited for you. I'm going to be doing a workshop in Brecon that weekend, sadly. So I'm not going to be able to come. And, oh, otherwise, I would come. No, I tried you. to get you to change but, uh, it to the Lake District. Just go to the I Lake know. District instead. I'll just say. Yeah, I'll just take 10 people, an entire bunkhouse and all of the routes to the Lake District. <laughs> Be fine. Um, but uh, yes, it's going to be great. I'm glad that you're having a nice time. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Like, I, I am excited. It's one of those things where it's like, I can only imagine, or oh, I'm going to get shit for this. I can only imagine it's a bit like carrying a baby for nine months and then like... I was about to say, you're like, oh, the next six weeks, you know, it, it's like having a baby. In the... <laughs> Yeah, and like, okay, the only difference is that the baby is obviously grown. Is okay, there's a lot of differences, <laughs> but it does feel like having a baby. I say this about my sobriety: having a being sober, a newly sober, is like mm. having a baby, and you're walking around for 18 years with this baby, and it's growing, but you need to look after it all the time because if you don't, 
then the, if you fucking drop it or you leave it on a train, <laughs> you're fucked. Special services will come. So it, there's a lot of I think there's a lot of baby baby analogies, and I think that this is it's like because you're looking after it, you're nurturing it, it's growing, and then it pops out, and everyone's like, yeah, and you don't feel no, great. then you feel like shit afterwards. After the baby yeah. pops out, yeah, <laughs> and then you realize you just set a precedent, <laughs> and people are expecting more babies, <laughs> more and more. And you don't even like else. Come on, right. Anyway, I I'm I don't know where. We're, so win grim, get in the bin. We've done some wins. We've done some training block of joy updates. Have you got a grim? This is unbelievable. Oh god. Before I went to Cornwall, I thought to myself, I'm going to treat myself. So like a like I'm going to treat myself. So I went to the gym, and then I was like, I'm going to get some sushi. And so I drove down to the closest purveyor of fine sushi that I have in South Leeds. Uh, which is a large superstore um, that that rhymes with Mazda. And in Mazda, Uh they have a sushi uh, bar with actual human people chopping up sushi. And I'm like, great, fresh, clean, dope. Felt like one of Outcast. And I was like, I'm going to have California rolls. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have some sashimi. It came to about £28. And I've got like seaweed sashimi. I'm like, this is great. I love sushi. It's my favourite food. Put it in the car, got in the car, was starving. Drove home, got home, opened the door. Got my sushi out. Put it on the side of my house and looked at it. And in the sushi, you know, they put like a little, this little tray, and they've got like a little plastic tray at the top and it's mm. like sealed. Yeah. Was a fly. Uh-huh. Not a little fly, a massive buzzing blue bottle fly. No, alive. Alive. In crawling over the sushi, oh. buzzing around in the plastic, hitting the plastic like a toy. And I'm like, okay, no. this must have been open in the car and it must have got in. So I'm looking around the bottom of the, and it's not, it's sealed in. There's three big stickers sealing the, the top on the sushi. So what must have happened is when they were making it on the counter, they must have put the lid on, captured the fly, and then put the stickers on and not seen the fly. The fly must not have been an inch long. It was a great big blue bottle fly. And I was like, God. what the fuck? So I videoed, I videoed. What did you do? Obviously, I did. Took a video of the whole thing. I I couldn't believe what's going on. I was starving, and I was actually thinking, "Oh, I might just eat it anyway." Then I was like, "Well, you won't." Uh, And then I looked at my sashimi, and I was like, "I didn't want that because of that." And I, but I was in a rush because I had to drive to Brecon to pick up my sister to go to Cornwall. So I put the whole thing with the fly in the freezer. So I didn't open it. I just put the whole, the whole, the whole contraption, (laughs) all of the sushi. In the freezer, because I'll freeze it with the fly in it, because then I can send it back to Asda to prove to right. it was all... Sh- oh, no, I just said the word, to Mazda. To prove yeah. Them, it was... All we all know what you meant. Because I need to yeah. write an email. Because I'm kind of... I'm really, ups- I'm really upset about the fact it's so fresh and it's got this bloody fly in it. And also, it was so expensive. But now yeah. I'm like, it's a week later, because I obviously was, like, going to Cornwall. And... I haven't written the complaint email yet, so I'm going to have to write it now. And the big question is, do I lie and say I'm some big deal? And I was like, well, I had to go off and save orphans in Sudan for a week, which is why I haven't written the email. <laughs> or do I just say I haven't written this email because I was on a holiday and I couldn't be asked, but I'm writing it now. Because I feel like I need to, I, I feel so like, I can't just ignore it, but it is. it was gross. And now I feel like I've got PTSD on sushi. I was just seeing this fly crawling all through it and all over it. Right. I don't think I don't think you need to lie. Just say you've been away. Oh, I don't even think you need to say I've been away. Just say I bought it on this date at this Asda. It's been in the freezer. I've still got it if you want it back. But here's a video of it. It's disgusting. Can my money back? Because I think big places like that are just like, yeah, sure. Here you go. 
they're not going to be they're not going to start like an investigation and bring like you in front of a jury <laughs> i feel like they need to start an investigation into their sushi bar oh no i know that but what i mean is they're not going to start an investigation into you so um, don't think you need to start I don't, yeah i don't really care about the money the money's not the problem it's the it was the trauma that's more of a problem <laughs> but i think you need to get it out of your freezer because i think you've got bad juju in your house now because it's like just hanging around you it's just like hanging over you like oh i've got some do you think it was a sign no i don't think it was a sign i think you need to get rid of the bad juju from your house though so your okay. your grim can indeed get in the bin <laughs> okay do i need to smudge my freezer <laughs> With, a, with some sage get I crystals out get your crystals out put a little row, yeah. row of crystals around it have a little healing okay. ceremony and all will be fine but yeah that is disgusting that isn't is it? so gross I'd, I'd like other people's tales of woe when it comes to being really hungry they're opening the food they've got and things going that wrong is, I love tales of food that is woe. the sort of thing though that would put me off like you said you've got like sushi ptsd now like that would put me off having sushi probably ever again because all i'd ever think when i went to go and put my put it in my mouth would be like Ugh, flies Ugh, flies wriggler the big 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 fat yeah. wriggler horrible it's culture. like when um oh my god you know like when people buy salad from the supermarket and they like bite into it and then they're like oh there's half a slug there oh the other half must be in me i'm uh, <laughs> we make that noise a lot on this we podcast, do, don't, don't we? we? So yeah, that's that's my grim. I don't know if you've got a grim. Uh, no, 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 uh, no, no grims. No, no grims. No grims. We're having a good week. Uh, my get in the bin is soft flask mold. Someone oh. messaged me about soft flask oh. mold, and um, and they said to me, I they said to me, don't judge me, gonna judge you, obviously. Uh. But I've never washed my soft flask. Oh no, hang on. That is a recipe for like Legionella. That's a grim. Yeah. That is disgusting. That's and and then I and then I was like, this is something that pisses me off, right? They don't seem to they, as in the engineers, don't seem to have created a soft flask or a bladder that is easy to clean. Like as in the tube and the little mouthpiece. Because the little mouthpiece on my bladder gets black. Bear with me, Paula. So I have this issue. So I when I was packing my stuff up to go out on Sunday. So if I've just got water in my soft flask, sometimes I do just leave it, especially when I'm training at the moment, because I'm using my pack like twice a week. Mm-hmm. I just use leave the water in it. If there's like a bit left over, like this is from Sunday. Oh God, there's so much screm flying around in that. See, she's now looking at a bloody soft flask. Oh yeah, I just use it, I leave it, and then I just drink it. But now she's realised there is Legionella in there, and there's also some frog spawn, and I can see some tadpoles, but maybe but, some fish. No, my problem mostly was that I ooh, I used this soft flask in the lakes, and I forgot that I'd put a sachet of active root in it on the last day. <laughs> um, which what are you eating at active root? I don't like active root. Oh, no, I love ginger. Anyway. I don't like anything that goes any of that shit. No, it's just water for me. So my issue with this soft flask is this little nozzle. Okay, yeah. Because you can see there is actually black mold around the bottom. Yes. So Anna is holding up the little plastic bit off the top of your bottle, which has teat. a little teat. Yeah, that to me is that is a ball like because you can like you can take it to bits, but then. There's loads of little bits, and they're so small they can fall down the plug hole. Yeah, but I can't. Yeah, but I can't even take the the outer like silicony bit. I can't take that off. Oh, oh, oh! She's peeling. I it. might be able she's to peeling back the oh. sheath. This is disgusting. It looks like she's doing something rude. Yeah. She's oh, I can. The... Oh, yeah. Look at all that scram. 
scram. That's my new favorite. Black mold. So yeah, yeah, it's just disgusting. And uh, yeah, that needs. So you know the incidental brushes. People sometimes use them. Oh yeah, I use those for my teeth. So yeah, oh yeah, that's what they're for. Yeah, so that's good. But but I can't be bothered with it. It's just another fucking traumatic thing that you have to do, isn't it, to remember to do that. So I've got Milton, and I do put everything into Milton. Yeah. But I just throw everything into Milton and leave it there for two hours and then wash it and then leave it. But the little bits, the little little bits where the screm goes. Oh, it's so annoying. I'm just going to say, though, Ali, (laughs) do you remember when we went on the Yorkshire Three Peaks and I ran out of water? Well, yeah, I I was being quite laissez-faire with my water and was like, oh, shit, I've got none left. And we... Yeah, you were being laissez-faire. You were throwing it at sheep. Guys, water, free water. I do drink, I drink, I do drink a lot when I'm when I'm running. Anyway, um, and so we'd we'd climbed Penny again and we were just up at the bottom of like Ingleborough, and I was like, I haven't really got much water left. Um, we've got a while till we get to this farm. Um, so I was like, oh, and you were like, I've got loads of water. Have a bit of your have a bit of mine. So I put some of your water in my soft flask and it tasted like bacon. It didn't taste like bacon. It did, because you put your Milton shit in it. It definitely tasted Milton like doesn't taste Milton. like bacon. Bacon. Milton's the one that it, Milton's the baby sterilizer that you use to sterilize yeah. babies with. I know what it is. I know what it is, but your water definitely had like a taste to it and it wasn't because it was from your house either because the water that was in my flasks was from your house too bacon (laughs) which is funny for a vegetarian that your water tastes like bacon oh do you know what it is it'll be the massive dead pig that i've got (laughs) (laughs) bacon my water doesn't taste that bacon (laughs) yeah it's just that flask that's interesting that you describe it as bacon do i want i wonder if because it came out the top out of the little teat Maybe I'd oh, eaten some bacon fries. It's not mould. Has that been Milton's <laughs> as well? I actually threw, I didn't throw one away. I recycled one the other week because I couldn't get the mould out and it was just so gross. So every time I put it in my mm. mouth. So yeah, that's why I get in the bin is mouldy flasks. Gross. Yeah. Mouldy anything. Yeah, I hate I... mouldy anything. Mouldy. The other, oh God, the other day I emptied a bag. I had a bag from Cornwall. Everything was wet, dirty, boggy, stinky, disgusting. And I... So I keep it all stinky, 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 poopy, stinky, poopy. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I put it in a dry bag and I'd, I'd rolled the top open, clipped it up. That's a good, that's a good tip, everybody. When you go on holiday, take your dry bag with you and put all your dirty washing in the dry bag because then it doesn't infect yeah. everything else. Yeah. And um, and uh, it doesn't split like a plastic bag. My sister was carrying her dirty clothes around in a bin liner, which looked like we we stayed in a hotel the last night. She was dragging it up the stairs in like body parts. She <laughs> said to the bloke by the counter, "This isn't a body." And he was like, "You just do you, honey." <laughs> anyway. uh, yeah, I emptied it to washing machine. The bag had mold on the inside of it. Oh like, no! Black. And I'm like, that's on my socks and bras and shorts. I don't know how it's got. It's probably just bog. It's bog, but it's been they've been there for a week. Yeah. So they've been like festering. Tasty. Lovely. Lovely. Along a similar ilk, my get in the bin is also to do with like stinky, stinky kit stuff. So basically, when I went to Italy all those weeks ago, a few weeks ago now, um, I left my trail shoes that I'd worn in my hand luggage bag um, on the bed in the spare room. Oh, my God. I know, but at least it wasn't in a carrier bag because I think because carrier bags make moldy, damp stuff smell worse. So at least it wasn't in a carrier bag. However, I went into the spare room like a week later and I was like, 
it smells like someone's died in here and neil keeps all of his cricket kit and stuff in there and like his basically it's his dressing room because like all of his clothes are in there and i was like there's something that stinks in that spare room and i don't know what it is but can you like just go through your kit and just see if there's anything that needs washing so he went through it all no no it's all fine i was like what is that smell did he not locate it while he was in there no so then it had permeated the entire room so then I was like oh I need to put this hand luggage bag away because there's like a cupboard that it can live in so I was like right I'll put it in a cupboard and I picked it up and I was like this is heavier than oh 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 this has got my trail shoes in still and so we'd run on the last day and then gone straight to the airport I'd be like after a shower but we'd run through like streams and rivers and stuff so they were damp they were they were gopping mate good god good god these shoes stink i have bathed them in uh washing detergent i have uh i got sent some lovely little um they're like bean bags but they've got scents in them they're called smell well Mm -hmm. and you put them in your shoes to like draw the nasty smells out put those in they still stink not only that, when we went to the Lake District, I put them in a bag, like a cloth bag, with two other pairs of shoes. One of oh, which, no, they've infected them. Yeah, one of which, one of these pairs of shoes are my, like, everyday fashion trainers, let's say, that I wear to work. Fashion trainers! Get her. Look at her. F- oh, my God, what's she wearing? I feet. Fashion trainers. Fashion. F-A-S-H-U-N. Fashion. 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 Um, so, more stinky fashion now. So now... So I was at work on Saturday and I was the only one in the office and I was wearing these fashion trainers and I was like, fuck is that smell? It smells like everything that all of my stuff smells like now. And so I smelt the fashion trainers and they have indeed been infected. Yeah. So I I don't know. Yeah. I've febrezed everything. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to, I don't know what, what to do. I've got, a, I've got a theory that COVID-19 didn't start with bats. It started with trainers. <laughs> because that gets into, that smell gets into everything you own. Yeah. It gets into your dog's rough. It gets into your sofa. Yeah. It gets into your dreams. Yeah. It gets into your car. Don't leave them in the car. No. God, no. No. Because you'll uh, never get that smell out. No. 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 And no. I just think the only way, have you put them in the washing machine? I'm loathed to because oh. I've heard horror stories of them like denting the drum and I really can't afford to buy a new washing machine if it breaks. Well, what are they? I'd rather... They're steel toe-capped hokers. They're not steel toe-capped, but they are indeed hokers. Right. So what I would do then is I would... Put them in a pillowcase. Put them in, put them in a pillowcase, yeah. do them up, put them on, and put them on the hottest, the most delicate, so not Spinney's McSpin face, no. but the hottest wash you can on the most delicate. Doesn't it melt the, like, glue that holds all the seams together? I, with Hoka, probably, because they're pieces of shit. Whoa! Uh, but with Innovate, no, they don't, doesn't do that. But I never put mine in the washing machine. But do you know why I don't put mine in the washing machine? Because when I get home, I hose them off immediately. Oh, all right. Stop that smell. Name's Ellie and I'm better than you. I am better than you. Um, <laughs> I wash my soft flasks and I wash my trainers. And my water tastes like bacon. You have a whole downstairs bathroom dedicated to cleaning your fucking running stuff. And dog. And don't dog. Forget. Yeah. Yeah. I, do. I don't. I, do. I have a downstairs bathroom. I call it the downstairs bathroom because it sounds like I've got one upstairs, but I haven't. You haven't. There's only one bathroom. <laughs> You've got a garden though, so you just need a hose at the back. I'm like a cheap rack. I'll give you a cheap rack. 
angry with me. This is she's angry. No, um, I'm not. I'm angry I, with I, old. When me. you forget, I'm angry with old. When me. you when you forget, it is horrible. And and I've because the weather's been so bad. My downstairs shower, um, guys. My downstairs shower because I do have one. My running shower. Well, it's currently it's currently my running shower is currently full of wet trainers because uh, every time I go out, I have to put on a new pair. And you know me, I've got about seven hundred pairs because uh, I don't know if you know, but I'm an innovative athlete, so I get sent trainers like uh like. anyway so yeah that can be my get in the bin in fact those trainers may indeed need to get in the bin see so if you put them in the washing machine it doesn't matter if they get smashed up because they would have gone in the bin anyway but they won't go in the bin will they no no i don't want my washing machine to get smashed up you don't want that you don't want that or you could try getting a really hot uh bucket a really hot bucket full of hot water and just putting them in there really really hot for an hour um take out the tongues i did that in the bath mm, maybe maybe did it's that in the bath. beyond help then because i think it's i think it's beyond help from a scientific perspective then both from innovate who makes the shoes told me this it's the bog water and the stream water has microbes in it and that's what makes the smell it's a, yeah. the, the little so whenever you go to a bog in your shoes especially yeah. innovate shoes um i don't know about other shoes you should hose them off because the microbes in the bog will eat at the fabric and they'll eat at the bottom of the shoe because they're alive ah. And so you have to hose them off when you're done. So when we're out in the lakes and with Bo, she makes me go in the, in the rivers straight out. You come out the bogs and before she goes, she's like, put the shoes in the river because it's running water. When you get home, uh, hose them off because all of that mm. environmental stuff does eat at the fabric of the shoe and it does make them stinky. It's not the fact that your feet have sweated into them. Your feet are stinky. No. It's the bog. So, um, yeah. And yeah. also the hot, damp, hot, warm, damp yeah. environment. That, yeah. That I mean, it's, it's perfect for a little a little breed, isn't it? delightful delightful anyway we need to crack a lack on because we've got a lot to get through today Ooh, dear listener. holy smokes the toenail chat is oh. off the chart but first should we take a look at the playlist playlist the playlist i just made that up it's an abba song it's good it's what, good what um what tune was that to? it was supposed to be abba i don't like abba Okay. I'll, I'll think of the tune in a minute. What have I added? Oh dear. You've had a bit of a go at this, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> wanna wanna elaborate? Last thing I put on here was Freestyler by the Bum Funk MCs. You've gone mad. I put Martin Moon on by television because someone asked for that. And then you have put on you put on some classics. It's like you got drunk and went to a wedding. Did you go to a wedding? No, I've not been I've not been socializing. I, I don't have a social oh. life anymore. The last thing I did was bingo, and that was a long time ago. You put on Party Hard by Andrew WK. Absolutely oh, yeah. Why did you... Oh, it came on when I was doing my long run. Did it? And I was like, do you know what? This is a really good song to run to. Something Good by Utah Saints is on my personal one. I like that song. Utah Saints! You, 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 Utah Saints! Um, my, first, my first compilation, first compilation I ever bought was, 100, was called 100% Dance. And I had it on a <laughs> cassette, and it had that song on it. As a, an, amazing you've also put the united states of whatever by liam lynch and you put ain't it fun by paramore so there you go. those are actually all very good so ain't it fun by paramore that was what i was listening to at the gym yesterday while i was doing some jimmy jim jim face and fun fact about united states of whatever whatever <laughs> pickle loves that song i went out for a walk and mummy was like don't run away and i was like yeah whatever <laughs> <laughs> she sings to me all the time it's on his deer, and his deer was like, and I was like, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> the pickle song. 
<laughs> that is so good. Do it to Ralphie. Next time it comes on, do a Ralphie version of United States of whatever. I was just hanging around and I had my willy out and I was like, <laughs> she was like, what is it? <laughs> I was going up there and I had a bus stiffy and I couldn't get up there. I was like, oh, whatever. <laughs> Sorry, <Bill>. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fun fact about that song, I think, might not be right. It is one of the shortest songs in existence. And um, when it first came out, radio presenters would use it if they completely fucked up their back timing to get to the top of the hour on time to hit the news. So they could slot like a one minute 30 song in so that they could play another song, but also they'd been talking too much. So they just put that one in. So that tends to be why it got used on the radio. Is that why it became a hit? Pretty much. That's such a good idea. It's like, it's like one minute 30 or something. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's that's genius. I love it. I mean, you could have a, I mean, you could have a hit with our own version. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this it still looks good, this, this playlist. Uh-huh. Can you... Um, you also put that Republica song that I hate on, but I'll let, I'll let that off. Baby, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Baby, I'm ready to go. She's just really annoying. <laughs> also, I spent quite a lot of my youth trying to get half of my hair red and half of it black. <laughs> and uh didn't work. It just looked like oh. dirt. <laughs> so, so that was a shame. Um, But keep them coming, people. The thing with the playlist, right, is we tend to get the same people all the time suggesting mm. songs. and Which is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But we're not just going to add their songs because they don't become their playlist. True. So we need more people to suggest more songs. Yes. How do they do that, Countess of Crackville Alley? Crackville. Well, they go to yeah. Instagram, the gram, and they um, make yeah. a little video of them running along and then put the, yeah. put the song on the video, which you can do on Instagram, and then tag ultrasound system pod in it in the story because then we can redo the story and ask the audience if they want it the rest of the audience and um that's the way to do it or slide us a dm with a list and i'll just we'll just go through the list but it's always good to see the song in action on a story i think that that if you do it on a story it's more likely that we'll add it because then we can see it in action there was one actually that we got sent over the weekend which i reshared then with the song on and it was a prodigy Prodigy, prodigy, the the prodigy, prodigy, prodigy. prodigy. It was so that needs to go on as well. Does it though? Yeah, there's so many good prodigy songs, and that one. Yeah, but that was a really good one. I can't remember which one it was. Right, but it was from one of their shit yeah. albums. So the prodigy have always gone good yeah. album, shit album, good album, shit album, good album, shit album. I'm not sure what the last album was, but they're due. I think they're due a good one. I'll add it. But there's so many better Prodigy songs. Okay. Like the whole okay. of the fat of the land could go on there. Right. I've added it. Come on. Okay. Let's move on. I've got Toenail Chat and I've got another update from Saudi Steve, who is, uh, as you remember, the stolen, uh, not the stolen Valor guy, but the guy who was eBay. Metal Melter. Metal Melter. The Metal Smelter. Melty yeah. Smelt Face. And we've got a load yeah. of emails. So... Should we start with some toenails? So we asked you, dear listener, oh, where God. is the best place to cut your toenails? And you guys delivered. I'm going to start off with a private piece of correspondence that I received a private from a friend. Private yes, I received this from a friend yesterday and I asked for her oh. permission to share it on the pod. Um, but I promised that names would be left out. So from my friend. Wow. My boyfriend keeps all of his toenail clippings folded up in a hand towel on the landing where he clips his hooves before bedtime. 
And we're pretty sure a builder once tried to use the towel or accidentally opened it because they ended up all over the floor. <laughs> Can you imagine being that builder? <laughs> being like, oh, oh. It's like, me, it's like me with the fly sushi. Like now he can't use towels. No. Uh, right. My boyfriend. Gross. That is a boyfriend. That's a relationship ending thing. And also, secondly, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? Why does he keep them? Did you ask? Did you elaborate? No, I've not asked why. Why did you not elaborate? Because I keep my toenails in a pile on my desk. Oh, did you just go, good one, lol. Like, thumbs up emoji. <laughs> no, why is he keeping them there like a pyre? What's he going to do with them? How long are they going to be there for? <laughs> Thanks for the tip. I don't know, but my God, I the, the builder, I'm pretty sure a builder once tried to use it, right? And he keeps them all folded in a hand towel. So I'm pretty sure that this has been like an on, like this is an ongoing thing because I can't. But why does he just put them in a jar? <laughs> At least they can't be scattered in a jar. And also, what happened when he fought, found them? Was it, <laughs> was it like crawling on the landing, like picking them oh, up, putting them back in a pile? Crying, oh, like Gollum. Oh my god! Right. What the fuck? Okay, I'm going to whiz through a few other answers from yeah, the Instagram. Do. So Hanra Fitness, um, she enjoys the openness of my relationship with Neil. <laughs> <laughs> that I show him my toe hairs on a wax strip. Hashtag relationship goals. Does she now? Mm. Um, she cuts her toenails, sat on the bedroom floor and puts them in the bin. Nothing else has ever occurred to me. Also, oh, I've been having some issues with pesky hairs in the nethers. So keen to hear if the oil works. So you, do you remember you mentioned about your little... Just check. So I check? Yeah. yeah, it's working. She's checking her pubes. It is working. Is it? Is it genuinely? Yeah, it is. It makes, it makes everything softer. My problem yeah. is that my shorts, with the undershorts, sometimes cut into the top bit of my leg a little yeah. bit, and then I have to, and then I pull them down. That's where the ingrown hair problem starts. Yeah, yeah. And because I'm running long, long distances, it just keeps doing it. I'm doing it now. Um, no. and, uh, the oil is actually really helping. It's lu, it's yeah. Luma oil. It's really good. But you have to remember okay. to put it on every day. So like every time I have a shower, I put it on, and then it's, it is actually working. It's not perfect yet, but I'm giving it a good three weeks before I can make. A, but it was quite expensive. But it's good. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. So yes, go on. There you go. There you go. Run pedders until episode ten. It had never occurred to me that anyone would cut their toenails anywhere other than over the toilet. We're giving people. Um, Decision paralysis because they didn't realise that they could have they had a choice. No. They thought there was only one way, but there's not. Yeah, exactly. Well, there is only one way. Well, Nikki knew Nikki knew does them over the bathroom sink. A, they go down the plug hole nicely, and B, get a nice leg stretch at the same time. I like that. But then what did Nikki say? He said sometimes errant ones go on people's toothbrushes or in the soap. Yeah, yeah. So don't to do it over the toilet, Nikki knew. Simply Lulu, straight down the shitter. No other response is acceptable. Mm-hmm. This is a favourite of mine. Black dog running. Outside, then the little birdies can use them in their nesties. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to Reese Shearsmith's off-menu podcast the other day. Oh, yeah. And he's, he was like, I want this restaurant to be in, in a nest, in a tree, and I'm as small as a sparrow. And I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. And now all I can think about is Reese Shearsmith, the size of a sparrow, in a nest with lots of toenails. Made of toenails. <laughs> That does sound like an episode of Inside Number Nine. So. Oh my god! Uh, time to get over yourself on the ottoman with a piece of kitchen paper underneath. Then roll it up, straighten the bin. Any flingers get hoovered up. Simples. The ottoman. <laughs> All right, Joffrey. Fucking out. The ottoman. I've got an ottoman. What's an ottoman? Is it? Is it? What is an ottoman? It's like a little stool at the end of your bed. It's like bed width, and it's you, you can put storage stuff in it. So you can put like clothes. A and box. Clothes. A bed box. Yeah, like a trunk, but you can sit on it. Right, okay. 
Stout Street, acceptable, your bathroom, unacceptable, in the line at the bank. I mean, we did, I think the question we asked was, where is the most, like, where, where is acceptable to do your toenails? So they got a point. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. I think um, the result of said poll is uh, mixed or slash do it wherever you want. Yeah. Someone told me, someone told me their boyfriend used to pick their toenails in the cinema. Oh. But take their shoes and socks off, pick their toenails and flick them in the cinema. That is fucking gross. (laughs) (laughs) That, that, you should be arrested for that. Yeah. It might go in your popcorn or something. That is disgusting. All right, enough toenail chat. Although I do feel like we need to open a whole new debate on something similar soon because that was fun. Yeah, we'll do we'll do something similar soon. We'll do something similar soon. I'm sure something will come up on a run where we're like, that's disgusting. Let's talk about mm. that. Yeah. Uh, if you've got any ideas, everybody, if you do things that are weird and you're like, someone told me this was weird, is this weird? Ask us because we won't judge. We'll get everyone else yeah. to judge for you. So I was thinking this this week and I was like, oh, hey, I've got a new feature for the podcast. And it mm-hmm. and the theme tune because we when we first started this podcast we did have theme tunes for our features we did but we were trying to be organised and I don't think we need to be that organised no we were very organised weren't we mm. so this this theme tune goes I am the one and only nobody I'd rather be boom the premise of this feature is. Um, it's basically like, am I the only one? Does anyone else do this? Am I like weird for doing this? So it, it fits in with this theme. See where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So yeah. this week I was sat uh, having my Thursday fajitas because every Thursday we have fajitas for dinner. Yummy. Oh my God. And uh, instead of soured cream, because, right, instead of soured cream, we have creme fraiche with them because we use creme fraiche in other recipes. So we just buy that and then have a bit on that fajitas. Yeah. yeah. On the creme fraiche, the brand new packet i went to go and open the film lid and on the film lid was the use by date which was yep my birthday right your birthday this week isn't it ali yep no is it is it today let's keep going no is it today no We'll come back to that. You um, keep lips with your fucking birthday self so date. No, 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 no. And I said, oh, I love it when this happens. You know, it's nearly a birthday. Oh, my God. The food thing that's got a use by date of your birthday, because it was like the 12th yeah. of August and my birthday's the 3rd of September. And I was like, it's nearly my birthday. No. I don't understand how you've got a boyfriend. And so i said as well i was like i'm pretty sure it was the creme fraiche that that won it last year as well and neil was like what the fuck are you talking about and i was like oh, whatever the first food is that has my birth date as the use by is the winner oh my god <laughs> i've got a very strong feeling that the answer to am i the only one for this particular question could well be yes I am. I don't know because you do because it's your birthday you notice it more so I'm pretty sure yeah. lots of people will be like oh that's my birthday but they won't be like oh the creme fraiche has won it this year <laughs> <laughs> they won't be like oh that's interesting because last year it was fish fingers oh do you remember last year it was, the, it was the tzatziki oh it was the hummus the year before that do you know it was a good year 1998 was a good year because all of the tapas stuff had the same sell by date on do you remember I took a photo of it like Okay. Okay. Oh, right. So I, that's a question, is it, to the audience? Does anyone else know it's nearly their birthday when they start to notice sell by dates or food with their birthday on? I just think that's a constant reminder of the expiry of our own time on this planet. Oh, Ali, come Which is on. what birthdays are for. 
hey, Ali, happy birthday. Yeah. Okay. You know my water bottle thing? Oh, this. yes. Your motivational water bottle. Right. I'm going to start crowdfunding because this has been a hit. This idea has been a hit. I've had people messaging me saying, and I quote, I would pay good money for a fuck you water bottle. <laughs> many, many people. I've had someone offer to send me stickers for my water bottle. That I, I saw that. Stick. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I think you could, yeah, you could do, do make it yourself, make it your own. You can pick what your stickers say. Yeah. yeah. How'd you feel today? Fucked. You could just write <laughs> it on there and sharp it. It'd be absolutely banging. Yeah. That would be difficult to make because it, the water would smush it off. But uh yeah, it would. But I'm up for this. The problem is I might could make them as sell them at the National Running Show, but I don't think it's very national running show friendly, is it? Because there'd be quite a lot of swearing on there. Yeah. yeah probably not yeah. probably not um we'll figure that I out i'll figure it out good i need an investor right, right. It's dragon's den oh yeah that stephen chap will probably do it won't he i'm not sure he will but i think deborah meaden will yeah hey deborah how do you feel about water she'll be like water can fucking do one i'll be like yeah <laughs> that's what i think as well so let's make a water bottle that says that instead of thinking, uh... shoot for success on it <laughs> My favourite bit of that was the bit where it says that it wishes you and your family good health or something. It does. It wishes, it's, it, it, it's a wish, my forest, you make the water bottle, wish you and your family good health. Yeah. I wish you would piss <laughs> yeah. off with your platitudes. Really? Uh, so we're going to make water bottles. What else? What are, the, what are the correspondents have you had? We've we've had a message from Saudi Steve. So Saudi Steve is the guy who would like to... Um, sell his medals or t-shirts to pay for future races mm-hmm. so Saudi Steve lives in Saudi Arabia but races in the United Kingdom mm-hmm. uh okay Ali mm. slash X the right honorable etc etc and Anna me Saudi Steve here in reply to the questions posed on the podcast, I have not yet eBayed any items. However, my interest was piqued last year, the morning after the Manchester Marathon. Whilst demolishing the all-you-can-stuff breakfast, I overheard a conversation on the other table. To paraphrase, it went, don't worry, we'll buy you a finisher's tea so you can wear it to work. This led me down the dilemma rabbit hole. Unfortunately, the effort required to gain said tea does not always manifest itself in monetary value. There seems to be more money in the Manchester and London Marathon and Great North Run type events than, say, the Spine or more elite ultras. Days after Manchester Marathon, the tea and medal were selling for £65 plus. P.S. Blowing isotonic mixed berry through your nose laughing at vertical ball bag is not a good look. <laughs> Loving the podcast. Uh, I hope you'd water that down. It wasn't just powder. Sound is tea. Oh. He snorts his powders. <laughs> yeah. So hang on a minute. Is he, to- he, ha- he hasn't actually said which medals he's talking about, has he? He said, I have not yet eBayed any items. Yeah, but he hasn't said which medals he's got. No. No. Mm. He's keeping it to himself because he doesn't want to saturate the market with everybody being like, oh, that's a good idea. So this, I wonder if this conversation that he was having, I wonder if it was someone at DNF and was like, oh no, we're going to say it work. And they're like, don't worry, we'll buy your t-shirt. So it looks like you didn't DNF. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe. Hey, um, we got a story on the old IG. What? But it was it was a directy, it was, no, it was a directy message from someone. And yeah. it was a screenshot of the Lakeland 50 and Lakeland 100 yeah. Facebook group. Finish your shirts and buckles. So, um, Basically, the organisers of the 50 and 100 said, we've got spare shirts and buckles from the event. They are for finish. No, 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 no,
they are for finishers only. You must put your finish time and position in the comments box if you purchase. Please do not buy one if you didn't do the race. The money will be donated to charity. And we got a message saying, I went to the trouble of doing the Lakeland 50 when I could have just bought a 100 shirt and a buckle. <laughs> finishers only reference is only a minor technicality. <laughs> but you do have to put your name and your finisher time in. I know, he said that was mo only a minor technicality. But you could just choose anybody's name and finish a time. Right, just go to the results. Yeah, I could just like, put my friend Kirsty Reed. I came 10th lady, did it this time. Would you mind posting it to my mother's address, which is this address here, thank you so much. She's called Ali Bailey. Yes, no, she, no you, just use her name, because it's just going to come to your house, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Sorry, everybody, but I seem to have found a hack as to get myself a little bit more. I was at Innovate, the Innovate store yesterday, day before yesterday, doing yes. a run. Yes. launching a fantastic new app called Scamper. Scamper's a great app, everybody. If you want to download it, it's free. And it shows you running routes in your area, how long they'll take you, and how hilly they are, how much road they are. Scamper in the app store. Anyway. Is that with a K or with a C? With a K. S-K-A-M-P-E-R. Scamper is fun. We should actually do a leaderboard because it's based on points rather than how quick you are. So we should do it on how many how many routes you do rather than how quick you are. Mm. So we should do it with the podcast because it is good fun. So a woman walked in wearing a Lakeland t-shirt, Lakeland 1500 t-shirt. And my friend Kirsty went, oh, did she say Lakeland? We've got the winner here. And Andy Berry is standing behind me. And she went, no, uh, I did the virtual. <laughs> oh, stop. And I was like, oh, because it was exactly the same as the finisher t-shirt. Fair. Hey, Saudi Steve, let us know how you get on with it. If you want us to, I'll tell you what, Saudi Steve, if you want us to crowdfund you a place, a UK marathon, then let us know, we'll give it a go. Oh, so you don't have to sell your medals. Cute. No. Or your soul. He lives in Saudi, but he's absolutely fucking loaded. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Right, one, one last piece of correspondence to leave you with on this fine podcast day. This is an email we got. I didn't write the name down. It doesn't need to stay anonymous, but I didn't write your name down, so thank you for sending it. Hola. 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 I am 57 and I just started running last year. I love the start of this email. Love it. Love it. Amazing. Amazing. We love you. So not many story opportunities, except I was comfortably zoning out during my long trail run on a mixed use single track park when I noticed a mountain biker bombing it towards me. This place has a lot of short, quick ups and downs in addition to being fully rooty and rocky. So those folks love it. As soon as I saw him, I looked down to step aside and yoink. Great word. Yoink. Yoink. Y-O-I-N-K. Yoink. Yeah. I snagged a root and went pitching forward. I did one big breaking step, but that didn't do much. And I was pretty much going to be getting a full face of fork when my outstretched arm snagged a tree. My wrist hooked it and spun me round like when the dainty figure skater gets whipped over nose, nearly touching the ground. Well, my momentum carried me 360 degrees to a standing stop next to the tree, and I greeted the bemused oncoming biker with a hearty, ta-da! <laughs> the song for this is Yard Act, and it's called The Trenchcoat Museum. It's not one that I've heard of. We'll add it to the playlist, <laughs> because that story was lovely. <laughs> Ta da! <laughs> gonna get a face full of dirt. <laughs> oh, so that's the true definition of styling it out. 
That's the definition of triumph in the face of adversity. Oh, so good. So oh, good. Oh, God, I'm crying. Sending that through. What a lovely end. I wish somebody had videoed that. I know. Can you imagine? Can <laughs> You'd you never imagine? do it again, could you? No, not in a million I'm years. Do it again. Oh, oh Christ, I'm crying. What um, a lovely end to an episode that started off rather down. <laughs> what's that? What's that song called? The trench coat song. Uh, Yard Act by oh no it's by yard act and it's called the trench coat museum okay it better be good um <laughs> cool so uh it's on what are you doing this weekend what am i doing this weekend uh so i'm working on saturday i've got a little run to do on saturday and then oh i'm gonna go and do it um so i work in milton Keynes a lot of the time so I'm going to go and do my run around a place called Willen Lake, which is near my office. And mm-hmm. I drive past it all the time. And I'm like, I really like the look of it. So, yeah, I'm going to go and do that. Um, and then I've got another run on Sunday. So, yeah, literally, they're all going to be local to me. Nothing Have a look at Scamper. Because well, the way Scamper works is wherever you are, she usually runs near you. Yeah. And it's really great. Yeah, but I bet if I opened Scamper and opened it up on rugby, they'd be like, <laughs> you idiot, there's no nice runs by you. You might be surprised because they're, they're be. populating at the moment. It's all it's all being populated and stuff, but it is cool. Uh, that's nice. You can do what a, are you doing? I'll go into Wales nice, again oh, uh, to do the Welsh 3000s again uh, on Sunday. Ooh, I hope the weather's better for you. Oh, so do I. And, I, and I, I'm not going to properly look at it. I've looked at, I, I glanced at it, I side-eyed it, and I was like, fuck you. And then I stopped looking at it and I was like, yeah, I hope it gets better. Because um, last time we couldn't do Kudgok, we couldn't do Triven because it was too windy and rainy. And I'm just, I've had enough. I just want to be able to do what I want to do in the beautiful sunshine. So fingers crossed, it'll be okay. But we will see, won't we? We can't, nothing I can do about it really, except for take on my waterproofs again. In August. Yeah. Again. Well, yeah. Hey, um, summer's supposed to be arriving this week. Oh, is it? Apparently. You see it, let me know. I will. Uh, I'll send it your best, your very best. Um, And uh, yeah, I will. I just really like, I'd really like a cloud inversion of Krug Gok. That's what I've I've always wanted, a cloud inversion of Krug Gok. Never got one, ever in Wales. But do you know what I got in Cornwall? A cloud inversion on the sea at Cape Cornwall. So I went out to watch the sunset at Cape Cornwall, in Cornwall. How many times can mm. I say Cornwall? And there was a cloud inversion on the sea. So the cloud was hovering oh. above the sea. Yeah. And Cape Cornwall slightly above the cloud. It was wow. incredible. I tried to take photos of it, but I couldn't. I'd never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable. That's mad. Yeah. That it was is very beautiful. Maybe go, that's what made me go on to live in Cape, at Cape Cornwall. So any so I'll do my sixth commandment job on the old band that lives at Cape Cornwall. Jesus. So is um is a cloud inversion when you're higher than the clouds? Yes, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So 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 we were sat up at the on the cape and the cloud was on top of the sea, but then mm. we could see the sea below it because it was it was retreating because mm. it'd been raining and it'd been hot. Uh, so it okay. obviously come up, sat on top of the sea. Yeah. But it wasn't high enough to be cloud cloud. It was just mental well high pressure and weather fronts apparently cause cloud inversions and apparently there is some high pressure coming our way which means that the weather's going to be drier and a bit more like summer so you might well be lucky ali i bloody bloody hope so okay well i love you thanks for cheering me up this fine morn (sighs) i love that i love that this fine podcast this fine podcast what a fine podcast. <laughs> oh, I love you. Bye-bye. And you listeners, we love you too. Keep in contact. Send us your Wiffles Waffles emails. We love them. 
Saudi Steve. Am I the only one? Yeah. If you want us to enter you into a race, oh, I'll tell you what, Saudi Steve, give us a month. Just give us, tell us a month a year you can come over and we will enter you into a race, but we won't tell you what it is until you get it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Hey, p- hey, pick November and you can come to our uh, Big Bear ultrasound system pod meetup. Yeah. Can you imagine if he came over in January and we'd signed him up for Winter Spy? <laughs> Uh... (laughs) definitely crowdfunding that one okay i love you i'll speak to you next week all right i love you bye bye